Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you, his holy people. Those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come all my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their trouble. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them. He protects all his bones. No one, not one of them will be broken. Evil slay Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Father, we thank you for your word, and we just pray this morning that you speak to us and through us, Lord. Encourage us, strengthen us. Let us hear you, Holy Spirit. In your name we pray. Amen. I just want to touch through some of Psalms 34 this morning. Just right at the beginning, I will exalt the Lord at all times. His praises will always be on my lips. This morning as we worshiped and just as we were entering into his worship in the, in the prayer room and stuff like that, there's just an awareness of the heaviness that some of us are walking through and the toughness that some people are walking through. And this morning, I just want to walk through some scripture and just hope the goal at the end of it is just that you leave encouraged, knowing that you, what you walked through will strengthen you and that the Lord has not forgotten you. His praises will always be on my lips. I just want to encourage you this morning that no matter what you're walking through, no matter the struggle that you're going through, worship will strengthen you and move you through it. That if you fill your life with the presence of the Lord, 
if you take time, extra time, to worship the Lord, to celebrate who he is, to praise him even through the hard times, that is what's going to strengthen you through it. In the midst of the storm, are you worshiping? Are his praises always on your lips? Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. If you're here this morning, I hope, if you feel afflicted, hear this morning that God has not forsaken you. He has not left you. He has not abandoned you. He is standing right with you. And I just pray that you take a moment this morning to rejoice. And as we took time this morning already to exalt his name together, I want to do something, and if, if this is your first time here, this is different, don't worry. If you think it's weird, I want you to know it's because it's weird. But here's what I'd love just to do for a moment. I would like you to exalt his name together. So what I want you to do is I want you just to shout out something amazing about God. Go ahead. Nice and loud. Don't be shy. It, that's it. Just keep going. It doesn't have to be in order. Keep yelling. Keep going. Nice and loud. It might be weird for you to yell out in church, but I want you to know, when we get to heaven and we're worshiping the Lord, do you know when it talks in the Revelation, it, sings, it talks about the angels flying around the throne, I think it's in Revelation, the flying around the throne yelling, worthy, worthy. Do you want to know what it says? It says it shakes the door frames. If there's an earthquake, where are you supposed to go? Door frames. Why? The strongest part. I just want you to know, worship in heaven is going to be loud. It's going to shake the door frames. I want you to know, we've never shook the door frames in this room. We exalt his name. 
When we exalt his name, when you are shouting out, and if you felt uncomfortable for a minute, if you're sitting here and going, that's weird, it's weird, I'm okay with it. Because somebody in the room who's in a moment that can't declare the goodness of God's name because of what they're walking through, one of you might have shouted out something about God that reminded them of their, his goodness. And they were able to take a breath, a deep breath, that they have not been able to take in a long time because you reminded them of his goodness. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Do you realize when it says he camps around those who fear him, it's not that we're afraid of him. It's that we have such reverence for him. We have such respect for him. We have such honor for him. When we come before the Lord, we bring our best. When we come before the Lord, we honor and worship him with everything we have. See, the old school of thought meant thought was when we came before the Lord and we brought our best, when we have this reverence for him, a lot of us taught and grew up when that meant that we wore a full suit, sometimes three-piece. And I know you never see me in one unless somebody's probably getting married or buried. But can I tell you something? I grew up in that time, and here's what I learned. There was a lot of people that dressed really nice but never worshipped the Lord outside of church. And the only time I see Jesus address the way we dress is when he criticized the Pharisees for looking so nice right down to the braids on their garment but they didn't clean the inside of their cup. And this is what he talks about. He says, those who fear him, when we come to the house of the Lord, do we come in reverence? Or do we live our lives expecting God to bend to what we want? Do we come on a Sunday morning expecting Holy Spirit to speak to us, to speak into our lives that we leave transformed? Because here's the challenge. This whole verse, this whole chapter talks about the enemy being around us. It doesn't talk about roses. It doesn't talk about peaceful fields. It talks about the Lord encamping around us and protecting us and delivering us when we have reverence for him. Do you want to know when it's hard to give reverence? Do you want to know when it's hard to give respect? In hard times. See, all of us here, we can say, Chad, we respect everybody in authority. It's biblical. We're supposed to pray for them. We're supposed to honor them. You want to know when it's hard? When we don't like them. See, I love and support all of our first responders. I think what our police officers have to deal with is unbelievable. I love and respect every one of them. But I'll tell you, I think differently, differently when I see their lights in my rearview mirror. I'm praying that they just have to get around me. 
See, it's when we walk through difficulties with the Lord that it's hard. And I think sometimes we believe that as we read the scriptures and, and if we're in a good place, we read them and we're like, yes. But man, when we remember those hard times, remember those challenging times, when it's hard to exalt his name, when it's hard to always have his praises on our lips. In the chat, I've prayed so many times, I've worshipped so many times, but this heaviness, this cloud won't leave me. And then we read verses like, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you, his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. Lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. See, you might not have, talked about this last week a little bit, you might not have everything you want, but you will have what you have what you need. That's what the promises of God say. The struggle that you're walking through, the challenge that you're pushing through, I want you just to hear the scriptures this morning that if you take refuge in him, you will be blessed. It doesn't mean in this moment, it doesn't mean that it doesn't feel horrible. It doesn't mean that the struggle just vanishes. I wish it did. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And we're reminded in Matthew 6, that it says, but seek first the kingdom of God. And all his righteousness and all of these things shall be added onto you. The challenge is with seeking God, with trusting him, and with taking refuge in him is many of us, self-included, call a friend first. But if I seek first the Lord. And in struggles, how many of us know that when it says here to keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies, how many know it's so easy to defend ourselves? When I'm wrong, if I know I'm wrong, and how many people know that sometimes we don't even know we're wrong, but many of us know we're wrong. But if you're like me, you're, you're bullheaded enough, you're thick-headed enough that you would rather argue than admit that you're wrong. I'd rather defend myself with just stupid theories than just admit I was wrong. Keep evil from your tongue and your lips from telling lies. Don't try to defend yourself in your struggle. Don't try to defend yourself in the struggle. 
even if what you're about to say is truth, the only way we can defend ourselves in some moments is only by making the other person look bad, and it's easier just to bite our tongue and allow the Lord to fight for us, to stand guard for us. If we turn to him, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. The righteous cry out. Here's something encouraging for you. If you're in the thick of it and you're in the middle of it and you're wrestling through it and you're not sure, hear this. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. As you're crying out today, last night, the Lord hears you. He hears you crying out. He delivers them from all their trouble. The first part of this where the Lord hears you, that's for all of you that are waiting for the last part, that he delivers them from all their trouble. Here's encouraged again. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. If you're here this morning and you feel brokenhearted, if you feel as we even talk about getting close to the Lord, if you're sitting here and you're just like, Chad, I have seeked, sought God so much. I have spent more time spending time in prayer and reading his word in the last two weeks than I have in the last 20 years of my life. Just have faith. Continue doing what you're doing because he will draw close to you. And the last part of this, the Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. I want you to hear this morning. If you're sitting in this room and you feel like you're condemned, like I shouldn't even be in this room, why am I here at church? I want you to know the Holy Spirit will convict us. Let's not get that wrong. The Holy Spirit will tell me, Chad, that was a lie. Do you want to know what he doesn't tell me? He doesn't tell me that I'm a liar. He will identify my sin, but he will not identify me with my sin. So if you're here this morning and you feel convicted that the way you're living life, you shouldn't be living, that could be the Holy Spirit. But if you're here this morning and you feel identified as that sin, that's the enemy. You may have a hard time telling the truth, and the Lord's telling you this morning that you lie, but he will not tell you you're a liar. You might have struggled this morning with lust, And purity, but the Lord will tell you you struggle with lust, you struggle with purity, but he will not call you a pervert. That's the enemy. And he wants to set you free this morning as you draw close to him. See, here's the thing in our lives. As we draw close to him, as we've walked through this series weird for a bit, and we talk about getting close to God and being a little weird and being a little different, Philippians 3, verse 7 to 11, it says this, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. 
What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. Are we willing still to lose all things for God? If life in Canada gets worse, are we willing? See, we celebrate our freedom this morning. But there's many places in this world where they cannot meet and worship Christ. If it got to that point, would you still gather to worship him? Would you still give if you didn't get a tax receipt? Francis Chan's asked such a great question in his book, um, Erasing Hell. He's not talking about erasing hell. He's actually writing against what some people think. And he asked this question, though. It's such a great question. If hell didn't exist, hell exists. I'm not saying it doesn't. Follow the illustration. I don't want anybody just taking a blurb. Chad said hell didn't exist. No, that's not what I'm saying. But if hell didn't exist, there was no hell, would you still love Jesus? Would you still serve him? Or is serving Jesus just to avoid hell? Such a great question. It really digs right down into our faith, doesn't it? Do I serve God because I don't want to go to hell? Or do I serve God because I actually love him? Consider everything loss. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on a base of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participate ooh, in his sufferings becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining the resurrection from the dead. It's interesting that Paul actually considered knowing Christ also to suffer. As we walk through the struggles, as we walk through the challenges in life, it is to know him more. That's why James tells us in James 1, starting at verse 2, consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If you lack wisdom in your situation, what you're walking through, what's going on in your life, if you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. If you need wisdom this morning, I want to encourage you to ask. I want you to encourage you to take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom on how to work in the relationship, how to walk into work tomorrow, how to go home this afternoon, how to speak to your parents, 
how to speak to your kids, how to speak to your spouse, how to face tomorrow. If we ask wisdom, if we ask for it, he will give it to us. But Chad, I've been asking for a long time. One of the things I've learned as I continue to walk through struggles and I walk through challenges is I ask the Lord what he's teaching me. Because I've learned something in my life. As I've said, I'm a little thick-headed at times. And I know that it's only in a struggle where I truly learn. It's only with the pressure that I feel that I respond the way God asked me to. The only time that we change is when continuing down the same road appears harder than the change does. Otherwise, we'll just keep going. And so some of us need to decide this morning, if Lord, I'm actually willing to change in the situation. Speak to me, give me wisdom. Because as James continues on in verse one, it's, or chapter one, it goes down to verse 12 and it says this, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Do you love him this morning? Do you love this Lord? Through it, you will persevere. And on the other side of it, which says you've stood the test, I want you to know that's where the testimony comes from. I can never have a testimony without facing the test first. And the person you will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So if you love him this morning, continue pressing in. Continue to ask for his wisdom. And through the trial, through the difficulty that you're walking through, he will give you the answer. He has not forsaken you. And this morning, all I want to do is I want to give you a chance to respond. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. They had no idea this was happening. And prayer team, if you're in the room, I'd love for you to join me at the front. Pastors as well, if you don't mind. And here's what I want to happen this morning. Moses. Moses is an incredible leader. And he realized through a battle that if he kept his hands raised, if he held up his staff, the Israelites were winning. Do you know when we worship the Lord, what is one of the things we do? We lift our hands. We worship. And as we talked about worshiping the Lord in tough times, do you want to know what I believe some of you need this morning? You need an Aaron and an Ur. Aaron and Hur came along beside 
Moses because his arms just got tired. His arms just got tired of being up in the air. And they came beside him and held his arms up. So his strength was no longer needed. I believe this morning some of you just need an Aaron and a Her to come alongside you. Just to hold your arms up. You're just tired. And so this morning we're just going to open these altars. And before you leave this place, if you walked in feeling heavy, if you're sitting there saying, yeah, Chad, I'm a little tired. I want you to come and get prayer. There is zero point to walking into this place feeling heavy. Having an opportunity for somebody to pray for you. But instead of coming to receive prayer, walking and going home, carrying the same stuff. This front is for stuff. And if you're here this morning, I want you to leave here different than you came in. And so can we just stand together? I'm going to close in prayer. And I just want you to know right in this moment, if you need prayer, do me a favor. Don't wait for me to finish talking. Don't wait for me to say amen. The, the altars are open right now. If you need prayer this morning, just come. Don't wait. You've waited long enough. And so, yeah, people are moving now. If you need prayer, just start coming. Because here's the thing. The moment you move, somebody beside you will move. And if you are on the other side of it, where you're like, Chad, I'm on the other side. I'm on the good point. I'm ready to walk. I'm ready to celebrate. I sing with joy. Can you do me a favor? Do me a favor right now. And this is awkward. Again, if you're visiting, you're new, and you think this is weird, it's because it's weird. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to the person beside you, if you know them, and I want you to ask them, do you need to go forward? Because I will walk with you. I will be your Aaron or your hurt, and I will lift you up. Go ahead, ask the person beside you, please. Because you don't know the person you walked in with actually might need it. Your spouse could be being strong for you and not, you don't even know that they need it. Ask the person beside you. And if they say yes, bring them. Father, I thank you for moments like today where we can just worship you, we can celebrate you, and Lord, even though we walk through hard times, we work through, walk through challenges, that Father, you are faithful, you are strong, and that Lord, we can lean on you. And so Lord, this morning, I pray for healing to happen at this front. I pray for people to be able to come and leave their stuff here. And Lord, I pray for strengthening the room that if people need to come, they'll still come right now and receive freedom in the house. And so, Lord, we celebrate you, we worship you, and we stand with those who need us to stand with them this morning. Protect us as we go. In your name, amen. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. If you need prayer, come. Receive prayer this morning. Thanks for checking out this week's message. 
Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.